All right, today we're here with Cameron St. Ahmad. Um, Cameron, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got into powerlifting and what you've done in the sport, because you've done a few things. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, my name's Cam. Uh, I've been lifting for about three and a half years, powerlifting for three and a half years. Um, previously, I played rugby for... legit and uh just so everyone knows cam's a junior and you're 20 years old 21 now 21 yeah. and uh le- obviously lifetime drug free um powerlifter that's just those are crazy numbers man like did yeah. when did you realize you had the superpower So like, were you were you lifting at all for for? Did you play football? You played rugby or football or both? Yeah, rugby and football. Okay, both. were you lifting? Cause like, everybody, you know, when they're when they're playing football, they're squatting and and benching a lot. Um, sometimes they don't deadlift as much. But were you always squatting and and doing some lifting in in football, or is that where you got started, or was it just at the Y? Uh, yeah, it was um mainly mainly with rugby actually. Um, okay, we. With our training, we had to do a lot of front squats, uh, did a lot of power cleans, and yeah, obviously tons of bench. Um, <laughs> that's just the that, that was the football coming out of me. It was just you know, oh, gotta get the bench up, gotta get the two twenty five rep test. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, going into my first competition, I had never deadlifted like more than three fifteen, really? just because like why would I, you know. Um, <laughs> Gotta stay healthy. So, yeah. So that was that was pretty funny. My first ever powerlifting competition. I'm in the back warm up room, and I have like a minute to put in my deadlift opener. But I just was like, I gotta keep warming up. I don't know what I want. Jesus to put Christ! In. What I want to put in. Yeah. How long have Got you been? To Four fifty. Holy shit! How uh, how long have you been competing for now? Competing my first meet was in 20 the i think the end of 2015 so 
yeah, just over three years. Okay. Been working uh, in powerlifting. Because I remember um, my first meet, I did, uh, I did a meet in like August of 2016, and so I was like, I was looking at the records to decide because I was kind of a tweener between the 120 and the 105. I was like two yeah. two forty at the time, and I see this like I was looking at the records for BC and Alberta, and I was like, "Holy fuck, who's this Cameron Saint-Imagine? He's fucking super young, and he's squatting like seven hundred pounds. Fuck this, I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna fucking go to the one hundred five. So I went to one twenty because of you, to be honest. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so um, you're doing provincials this year, right? I'm doing bench only provincials. Um, because I'm I'm doing junior worlds in uh, in August. Oh, nice. I, yeah, yeah. So I, I oh. saw that you're doing provincials as a 120. I am 120 open. Let's go. Because it's uh, <laughs> because you're um because you're doing you're doing worlds, obviously, right? So that's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Are you doing it just to qualify for nationals? Yeah. Um. So with BC, they have a rule that all you have to do is volunteer at your Provincials. qualified provincials but um last year after worlds i didn't compete much at all until nationals this year so you know i went from competing two or, th- or sorry three or four times a year to just competing the once so i wanted to try and get as many um meets in as i can this year kind of make up for it because i love the experience and i love going and having fun with people you know i'm not very serious in the back room i don't know <laughs> Most, if, if anybody listening's ever been in the back with me, they I've probably you know pissed a few people off because I'm joking around in there, <laughs> everybody getting in their zone. But that's just how I I play it. Keep the mood light. Um, yeah, very light. But yeah, I, I'll be doing provincials, probably doing westerns as well, and then back to nationals. So okay, yeah, because westerns this year is in um, it's in Saskatchewan as well, right? Yeah. Mark Morris yeah. is hosting it. Um, cool. So, is this, uh, out of my own concern, is this your, just, you're just not going to cut for this meet, or are you going to stay at 120? No, I'm just not going to cut for this meet. Thank I you. Mean, yeah. I Thanks, Cam. I'm going to do a cut two weeks after I did a cut, so. I thank you. I thank you. Um, cool. Well, that'll be another easy provincial title. Um. Right on. <laughs> so you're also uh, a firefighter. Yes. Ha- um, my friend's yeah. a firefighter here. He wants to know which department you're in. Um, so I am with Maple Ridge Fire. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been, been with them for about a year and a half now. Um, yeah, not, not a, a good position yet. I currently am just a part-timer, but... Uh, Hopefully in the near future we can upgrade that full time. It's been fun to fun. Um, guys are great. Everything about the department's great. Wouldn't change anything for sure. It's a pretty pretty hectic, um, pretty hectic schedule. It's un it's unpredictable, right? Because you never know when the fire is going to happen. Obviously. Um, oh do, yeah, for sure. How do you balance that with training? And uh, obviously you have to, you know, you're working as well. I'm assuming. Um, yeah. How do you balance all of it? Because I know, like, I you hear a lot of guys like, oh, you know, like, I got to work and then I got to train. It's like, Cameron's over here fighting fires and squatting world records. <laughs> how, how do you do that? Yeah, so, 
Um, the biggest thing with me, like, because I'm also, a, I, I do some training of, of blacksmith fitness, you know. Um, the biggest thing with me is you always hear people saying, like, or you'd be like, why'd you miss your day? You know, you told me you missed your day. And they'll go, you know, I was just so busy and tired after work. Um, and just with me, like, it's nothing against it, but it's just my thought is if you really care about something, you're going to make the effort and the time for it. Um, so yeah, even if I go ahead and work, you know, a 12 hour day, cause I, I've had days, you know, you go from one job to the next job and then you come home at like eight o'clock in the, or yeah, eight o'clock at night after being up for 16 hours and you just got to hit a workout. Um, I know there was a thing going around the BCPA too. I, I used to be a fisherman um, a couple <laughs> years ago uh, when I first moved to BC and uh, Gabe and a couple other people would always give me jokes because they were like, oh, this guy goes from training on a fishing boat to Sorry, I lost you there for a second. Uh... You know, 16-hour shift, um, make port, and then we didn't have any... Um, barbells or plates or anything so i just take our anchors like our heavy chain anchors from our fishing lines and do a workout with those that's all i did for a couple months so lifting crab you pots can make it happen i don't really think there's like even if you're just doing body weight stuff something better than nothing so that's it I, I i really don't have a problem with it i love lifting and it's it's not like it's a burden oh shit lost him Got bad Wi-Fi. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I lost you there for a second, man. Yeah, no worries. All right, uh, carry on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just um, lifting for me. It's always been something to enjoy and look forward to, you know? So it's, it's not like I get home and I'm like, oh, crap, I have to go to the gym. That's the point when it's just like, okay, you know, now it's time to let loose and have a little fun from the stresses of the day. For sure. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've, I've looked on your Instagram a little while ago, and I saw you also do a lot of work with, like, the, the Special O, too. Yes. That's, yeah, uh, so. that's pretty cool. Like, how do you uh, – do you just – do you coach them, or are you – because my sister, um, my sister's actually becoming a, um, taking a course in university right now for, um, to become like a, a teacher or, you know, like an EA. Yeah. So she's, she's pretty into that. So I, I have a little bit of knowledge on, you know, what it takes. It's not an easy job. Like it's, you have to have a lot of patience. You have to have a lot of compassion and, uh, you know, you're real, you're real, um, from what I can see, you're a pretty, uh, generous guy with like firefighting and, and the special O stuff. That's so pretty cool. And you're also an elite powerlifter. So it's, it's like a, um, you're a, a good role model for the sport, man. Yeah. I, so, uh, with power or special O, they didn't have a powerlifting program here in, uh, Maple Ridge. So I took it upon myself to start that up. Um, me and my girlfriend Lauren are the coaches uh we have about 10 athletes we we work with them all throughout the winter and throughout uh, the fall yeah it's it's awesome like you said it takes a lot of patience you know there's always every single 
special Olympic athlete is has a different story and has a different skill set. So, you know, you have to learn what really works for them and change around how you teach them. Um, but once you figure it out, you know, and, and you can get them performing stuff that, you know, a lot of people, uh, maybe other coaches I've seen before in the past, because I've come from Calgary, I special, coach Special O and little places around there. And, you know, there's a lot of coaches who kind of baby baby their athletes into, like, they, they're just like, oh, they they can't amount to doing the full movement, but I'm like, no, like I'm going to make sure I get all these athletes doing exactly what anybody else would do. Cause you know, it might be different. It might be a little bit tougher, but at the end of the day, they, they can do anything they want to do. And we did actually, we had our first meet, um, um, blacksmith fitness, myself and Lauren put on the first ever, Maple Ridge Street Fighters, that's our team name, uh, (laughs) and every single one of the, our lifters got PRs, and and nobody got, uh, nobody bombed out or got any red lights, or, well, there was a couple red lights, but, yeah, everybody got on the board, so. That's awesome, man. Really awesome experience for that, you know, it's always great to see the the smiles on their faces, and. For sure. All that sort of stuff. Probably very satisfying, too, to watch them uh, progress as lifters. We just uh, lost a little bit of connection there, I think. I know, I know. That's okay. I'll just edit that out later. Um, yeah. But I was just going to say, uh, um, I have a horrible memory. I don't smoke weed. Fuck. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it's probably very satisfying watching, you know, the athletes progress. You know? It's probably oh, sure. really satisfying um, watching them hit PRs and stuff because, you know, they had to, had to go through that extra challenge, you know? Yeah, no, especially if there's... Um one or two of our athletes, um, I'm specifically thinking of one and they came in last year. Um, you know, they're, uh, a fellow with down syndrome had to use a cane and was pretty overweight. And, you know, he came in every day, always had a smile on his face. You know, he had difficulty, he could barely walk and all the rest. But then, you know, for him, it was more about just getting fit. So I brought him in and we made him a program and, always kept encouraging him, encouraging him, just doing it and doing it. And then by the end, he had lost, I believe it was 30-some 30, 30 pounds. He didn't have to use his cane, wow. you know, to walk around. He could walk around on his own. And then during our awards banquet, um, we gave him the most improved uh, athlete trophy. And he had never gotten a trophy in his life. So wow. that was one of the moments where, 
where I'm just like, Jay, you can't cry, you can't cry, you're standing in front of a crowd, don't cry. But, yeah, was, yeah, that, that was a, a, definitely a beautiful moment, if I can say beautiful. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, that's really cool. Um, I guess the next question is, would be, uh, you got Worlds coming up in like two weeks now, right? Or three weeks? Yeah, just, uh, yeah, 15 days now, I think. And this is your third World Championship? Third World Championship. Okay. Um, you know, you had a, you had a good, uh, a pretty solid Nationals there. Um, what were your numbers at Nationals? Nationals... Um, I had a 700 squat, um, because I missed my, or not missed, I got red lighted on my second and thirds. Um, I thought they were in. Benched, huh? I thought the third was in. I did. Yeah. Benched, uh, 407 and deadlifted 695. Wow. Um, were yep. the, any of those PRs or, or were they matching PRs? Uh, the deadlift, deadlift was actually tie, or I think it was one pound over a PR. But the other two, uh, yeah, I've definitely hit more than that. So be looking to up everything on this next one. That's that's uh, that's a good thing though when you're you're not hitting PRs and you're still winning national titles. You know that's a that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Um. So going into this worlds, uh, the nominations are out. What whereabouts are you nominated, or did you look? Um. I did take a quick peek. Um. I don't want. to. I don't like concerning myself too much, but as, I think as of right now, I was ranked third with my nationals total. Wow. Um, obviously, I've hit higher than that total twice, so I believe my best total would rank me second. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, and wh- when are you flying out to Sweden? Do you like to go there like a couple days early to uh, acclimate to the, the climate and, and the food and that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to fly out on the 5th, uh, we'll get there on the 6th, and I compete on the 9th, so have okay. about three days to, you know, get figure out the, the city and figure out transportation, go to the venue, and then just relax and try yeah. and enjoy myself for a couple of days. What What do you walk around at body weight wise? Do you, do you, have, do you have a big cut? Do you have a size, small cut? Um, I'm usually walking around about 240, you know, give or take. Uh, before Nationals, I was about 239. Now I'm about 241, so it's about a little bit bigger of a cut, but still nothing to, you know, worry about. Yeah, it's a doable cut. How, lo- how long of a flight is that to Sweden? Is that like uh, 13 hours, 14 hours? Jeez, man. Um, I want to say 10. Okay. I don't know. I'm just basing this off of when I went to... Belarus. Uh, England. England was eight. <laughs> that, was, that was a little bit closer. So eight and some change. Um, cool, eight man. That's, change. that's pretty sweet. Um, you know, for your first worlds, was it like uh, were you anxious at all for your first worlds, and how have you progressed oh. as a a lifter going to these world championships? Man, on that first worlds, I cannot tell you how stressed I was. <laughs> I holy crap. Okay, so. Um, my, my first Worlds was actually my second international meet. My first was Commonwealths in Vancouver. I think that was 2015. Okay. Um, and that meet I had, you know, I cut, come in with the, the football mentality. It was, it was a lot different. I had a different mindset and I was Tackle. just like, yeah, I'm here to win. I'm here to, <laughs> you know, take it all. And then I lost. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Um, 
that's humbling. Um, <laughs> and then going into Worlds, I was just like, okay, you know, you got to be the best you you can be. You got to be the best you you can be. And then, you know, something small or some stupid thing would happen. Like my knee would just like throb once and be like, oh God, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to win. This is going to be terrible. Um, and I, I came in with a game plan of being like 105 exactly um, for my weight. And I could not eat. I was like, I would look at the plate of most delicious food in the world. And it was just like, no, you're not getting that in. So I might get like one or two bites a day. So I actually came in at 102. Damn. Just like, you know, that's three kilos under what my cup was, which was like five kilos. So, yeah, it was, I, I lost a bit of weight, but luckily I didn't, I mean, I didn't think it affected my performance. I hit all the numbers I wanted to there. But, yeah, I was shit bricks the entire week. <laughs> Where, uh, and that, yeah. that was at Commonwealth, or that was at your second meet? That, that was at World, uh, Worlds uh, okay. in Texas, so my second international. The first okay. one, you know, I was just like, oh, there's no need to be worried. Yeah. I'm going win. win. So, yeah, that's, that really put me in my place. Thank, thank God for that. I, I actually enjoy that meet more than a lot of them, because it's what really showed me what the sport was all about. It wasn't about you know, being a football player, like Hard-headed. most people know, football players are pretty cocky and rude. <laughs> so, yeah, they got the swag. They got the uh, yeah, the fucking armbands and shit. Yeah, that was me. I had armbands. <laughs> also, I had shin bands too. That's how cool I was. Holy shit, man! Looking back on it, I was like, yeah, I look good, but I also look like an idiot. Did you have a headband? No. Okay. No headbands. You didn't. You no. didn't peek in the douche. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, going into these world events, like, do you, like, what what is your what is your prep like? Um, how many weeks do you prep for? Um, that kind of thing. Um, so I don't really have like a set defined prep. Um, it's kind of just a like ramp up. Me and my coach go week to week so you know where a lot of people get like maybe four week programs what whatnot um just every week it's a check-in like how are you feeling how you doing what's hurting what's not and then we go from there so uh um we've been working singles for about two no, two weeks now before that was doubles and um this week on is going to be our taper down and start relaxing a bit. Cool. Um, yeah, definitely feeling strong. Uh, feel, the biggest thing is feeling healthy. Last year's Worlds, um, I came in just, you know, whatever could have gone wrong kind of went wrong. So, yeah, um, definitely feeling good about this year. So wh- where, did you, where did you place last year? Like the other Canadian guy, Luke Tremblay. Um, yeah. He bested you at last year's nationals, right? Or not uh, last year's worlds, right? Yeah, worlds. Yeah. Okay. Um, I came in fourth. Luke came in third. Um, yeah. No, Luke. Luke definitely deserved that. He he grinded out some of those lifts. It was really awesome to see him him go. Um, again, I just focus on myself usually when I'm yeah. when I'm lifting. Like I don't like to see the other things. I don't like to care about the other numbers that people are putting up. So. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a loss for me just cause I, I didn't go in there and 
execute my game plan. I know, you know, stuff was hitting the ceiling fan left, right, and center, but, <laughs> you know, still, it was it was on me to make those lifts, and I couldn't do it, so. That's, that's, uh, that's a true champion, man, not making any excuses, yeah. just owning it and uh, learning from it, right? Yeah. So I guess my next question would be, um, you know, you got you got a couple more years in the juniors, right? Um, yes, so I got this year and two more years. Are you going to stay junior or are you going to go open early? Depends how we're looking. Um, <laughs> if, I can, if I can go and, you know... Hang with the guys? Win Worlds year, um, or win Worlds next year, um, and put up a... A good total. I know. I know. I said. I just said. I don't focus on numbers, but I do like <laughs> records. They're pretty nice to look at. So um, I know Bryce Krawchuk. Uh, he's got the one hundred five record with an eight hundred and fifty kilo total. So if I can get better than that, I'll probably move up to move up to open. Just because you know, I want to. You know. Be the best. Challenge, challenge him to be the best. He's to, in no in no way am I am I being trying to be. I know like it's cross like I'm just being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take him on. But <laughs> his... you know, I just want to go and compete and have fun and be the be the best. And you know, if he keeps pushing me and pushing me to be better, then like frick, that's even better. The listeners can't. Just go, you know? The listeners can't see it, but when he said that, you rolled up your uh, your. Your arm sleeves and your shin sleeves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, no. I know what you mean. You don't. I didn't know how to get that across. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, you're just confident in your ability. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know what you mean. You know, a lot of people like, a lot of people that don't compete. I find this. Um, you know, like you'll, you'll be prepping for a meet or whatever it is, any sport, and you'll, you're just, you're confident in your ability, right? And people are like, oh, you're cocky. You know, you're gonna get humbled. It's like. There's a, there's a real difference between cocky and, and confident, and it's a fine line. Yeah. And a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people just don't understand it because they don't compete themselves, and they don't really have any self-confidence because they, you know, they go to their 9 to 5, they come home after work, drink some beers, watch TV, and they never actually push themselves, you know? Yeah, but when you sure. when you're pushing yourself to a high level, and you're achieving these things, and you, you get this, it builds upon itself, you know what I mean? And uh, I just think um, regular people just don't understand it, and it's kind of shitty. But uh, that's okay. Nothing you can yeah, do about it. Like, <laughs> you know, you put in put in uh, thousands and thousands of reps, and then people are like, "Oh, you you're like really confident you're gonna get that squat." And I'm like, "Yeah, I've done this <laughs> thousand times." You know, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna go in and be like, "Oh shit, I'm not gonna lift this." You yeah, you gotta, you gotta tell yourself you're gonna do it. Exactly. If you if you don't yeah. believe you will, you won't. Um, I think also one of the best parts about powerlifting is sometimes you, when you get that shadow of doubt, and then you go out on the platform or you're in the gym and you you know you you get under the bar and you're like you have that second of doubt and you're like fuck this feels heavy, and then you yeah. go down with it and you come up with it and it maybe might have been a fight it might have been an easy rep but either way you're like. Fucking did it. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Check. No, for sure. Yeah. I've, I've had a, a couple good, you know, teary moments where it's just like, you just did that, you know. You, yeah. You worked hard and you accomplished that. And then if, you know, for like, like example, last year's Worlds, 
you know, we went out and I missed some lifts and stuff went wrong, but then it was just like, okay, you know, what are we going to improve for next year? Okay, this is a learning point. You're not going to fold, you know. But I think the biggest thing with powerlifting that turns people away is when you fail is like there's people watching and everybody knows, you know, spotlights on you for each lift. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's forgotten about that lift you just just did by the end of the competition. So it's not a big deal, you know. It's all in your own head. You just got to reload and move on. Well, I mean, like, when I was uh, at Nationals, um, you know, everyone for my the second, I did the equipped, right? And uh, everyone came out. Yeah, just 18 for 18 over here. <laughs> 16 for 18. But, 16 uh, for 18, I can't if I'm not if I'm not lifting world records like you can. I gotta get I gotta do something extreme to make people want to want to tune in. Time you're gonna go for uh, for 27 for 27, right? Yeah, I think next year I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing, but I'm just gonna do openers um, because it really fucked my body up doing that. But it was cool. But yeah. anyway, um, my point was uh, you know Bryce loaded up the 400 kilo deadlift right for his third deadlift yeah. attempt. And everybody came out to watch. Everybody was there, and it was like the spotlight was on him, and he missed it. And it was like, no one went up and after him were like, no one went up to him after, and they were like, you suck, man, you missed that lift. They were like, yeah, exactly. they were like, hey, fucking, you know, you, you took the chance, and you rolled the dice, and you, you, you know, it didn't go your way. And uh, yeah, I find before. no one, unless you're a complete, like, ignorant asshole, no one's going to ro- walk up to you after you miss a lift and go, oh, you fucking, you know, you missed that, haha. Like, they're going to be like, hey, man, hats off to you. You took a stab at it. You didn't know. Like, powerlifting is the ultimate form of, like, to me, it's, like, the ultimate form of, of courage because a lot of, like, third attempts, you don't, oftentimes they're PRs and you don't know if you can do it. And, yeah. you know... There's a difference between being fearless and being courageous. Fearless is acting without fear. Courage is acting in the face of fear, right? And so yeah. a lot of times we're we're walking out there and we're like, I don't know if we can do it, but I'm gonna take a fucking stab at it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's uh it's really cool that way. And uh the thing I like about powerlifting too is anybody can do it, you know? Like whether it's oh, yeah. special O, you're you know, you're able bodied, there's people who are in wheelchairs doing it, you know, like yeah. It's pretty, uh, you can do bench only if you're, you know, if you got leg amputations or whatever it may be. Um, it's a really low barrier for entry sport. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, for sure. No, you, you see all sorts of people. And I think that's the, the cool thing about um, going from, you know, going to local meets, going to worlds is no matter what you're doing, you'll see every single person under the sun. You know, even at worlds, it's, you go in and you see your juniors and your opens and, you know, all these super jack people and especially females in the sport, you know, females are just insane, strong, confident. Like my, my girlfriend just started powerlifting. It's crazy what, how much her mindset kind of turned to like, Oh, I'm not good enough to like, yeah, I'm, I'm good enough. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> um, and then, you know, you'll see the, the masters and the sub juniors and, you know, there's kids and 70 year old men coming out and deadlifting 400 pounds. Like it's, it's unreal. Crazy, man. Yeah. I, no, I think it's cool because, um, you know, you take any sport, like, like football, for instance, you know, like a seven year old man can't just like walk on the football field and be like, all right, boys, it's fucking 
throw the pigskin around. But a seven-year-old can absolutely go in the gym and get stronger. You know, everybody has the ability to get stronger in some way. And uh, I think it's really cool that way because um, not only is it like, is it good for the spirit, if you will, and the mind, but it's also good for your body, right? Like you're strengthening your bones, you're strengthening your body, right? And when you're getting older, your body's deteriorating. And so if you can counteract that in any way, powerlifting's a great way to do it. Um, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of like, you know, banging yourself up, you know, you tear muscles and stuff like that if you're really pushing it to the extremes. But if you're going moderately, moderately crazy, you can really do a lot for your, you know, do a lot for yourself. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I, um, I know the, the mindset too, like with, with a bunch of people I, uh, I know and work with, you know, the mindset, oh, you, you know, you're a power lifter, you know, your knees are going to be gone in, in 10 years or whatever, whatnot. And it's like, no, I'm pretty smart with how I train. There's a lot of science behind it. It's not like I'm maxing out every day. And actually a funny thing is I tore my meniscus wrestling and my knee was just Fucked. gone. And it's, it was actually squatting like heavy, heavy reps that kept my knee from hurting. And when I go like a week or two without squatting, you know, after competitions, my knee starts hurting again. What's up with that, right? Well, same same thing for me. Like my lower back, I, I, was, I was born with uh, the, the disc that is closest to my tailbone is half as, um, has half the width between it as all my other discs. And yep. so whenever I don't squat... I just get a super tight low back and my back hurts all the time. When I squat, my back is, it's, it's moving, right? It's getting, uh, you know, blood flow to it and it's, it's, um, stretching it all up and my back never hurts when I'm squatting. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's, uh, restorative movements, restoring, right? So I think that, uh, a lot of people could benefit from, you know, lifting and a lot of, I, I hate this when you go into the gym and these people are like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to squat or bench or deadlift because I don't want to get, you know, big. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> I've, been trying, I've been trying to get too big for like 10 years now. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I don't want to get too big. Oh, screw you. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know what you want. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess my next, <laughs> next, uh, Next quest for you would be uh, when? Are, when are we gonna see the mustache come back, man? Oh man, man! Um, God, what month are we even in? July, August. You know, I'm I'm thinking. I usually wrap it up before November. Okay. Because you know you can't start growing it in no shave November because no. then you know you just look disgusting and greasy for all the no- November photos. You're a chump. Yeah, I got my mustache wax and my uh, mustache comb <laughs> chilling in my chilling in my drawer. Um, think about bringing back the French curl. I thought that worked pretty well. That was hot. Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, can't grow a beard because you know I can't grow hair on my cheeks, so I just have to stick to this. <laughs> How did, mustache. What is uh, what do your parents and your girlfriend think? Because like whenever I get oh, like, God. don't even ask me that. Whenever I get like the goatee going, my mom's like, you got to shave that. And then I shaved it the other day. Like I shaved it probably like maybe like a month ago. And my face just like without like the the breaking up of the little bit of facial hair that I can actually manage. um, I just my face looked like a fucking ball. 
And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, damn it. This, I ruined yeah. myself for, for two weeks, but it's all back now. One size shaved my mouth. I didn't like looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, your mouth is too small for your head, man. I'm like, oh, God, I'm so ugly. <laughs> oh, yeah, the par- parents and girlfriend and sister and freaking other friends, everybody hates it until until it's able to get the curl. Then they're like, okay, that's not bad. Yeah. But, you know, some transition between them. That's it. You got you to gotta shake it up every once in a while, you know? Yeah, and if sure. the rule is, you know, did you ever watch the Red and Green show? The Red and Green show, can't say I have. Okay, there was this show, and it was like a comedy show anyway. Um, he was like a handyman, and uh, his, his, his quote was always, uh, if women don't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy. And so the powerlifting version of that, would I guess, would oh, be, yeah. if you're going to be ugly, you better be fucking strong, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah. Uh, right, right? that's it, I guess. Um Well, you can't, you know, these these 83 and 93 kilo guys are just making us look bad. They're all shredded. I know. They're all shredded. They're all handsome as hell. You know, like these these guys in the States, like Russ Swole, he's a goddamn model. Um, You know, he's shredded to the bone and he's lifting this crazy weight. It's like, leave some for us, man. Like, these girls are just throwing themselves at him. And it's like, we're over here. We're over here too, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, you go to go to nationals and stuff. They took away the, the no shirt deadlift rule. Oh. You know, you'd have all, all these just ripped guys with their their singlets down, shirts off. I'm like, I'm like, man, you know, this, this is why I powerlift. You know, is to be right here. <laughs> I think we should actually have to wear hoodies on the platform. It would, it would, yeah. <laughs> it would save us, uh, save us some embarrassment because these guys, you know, these guys have big biceps too. Oh, yeah. veins are popping yeah. out and we're just over like when you get up to like some 105s are pretty shredded but you get up to the 120 and 120 plus it looks like i don't even know it looks like two jumbo straws sticking out of the singlet you know and <laughs> we're all pasty white canadians and there's no um there's no well, sun up here so we're not getting any sun and we're just not good to look at you know yeah, no. we, we look I like the all the international people. The marshmallow men from uh, from Ghostbusters. We look like the super heavyweights up there. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Michelin men up there. But uh, yeah, like I, I remember, I watched you um, at the the meet we both just volunteered at a couple weeks ago, and I watched yeah. you. I watched you pick up a box from the ground when we were kind of roasting Gabe, and. Uh, <laughs> But I watched you pick up a box, and you had perfect mechanics, you know, like, and I've been, it's, I've been thinking about it recently, and I, like, when I pick up something, I'm very, like, lower back, uh, picky-uppy, like, very fl- bent over, and I watched you, and you just, like, squatted down to the box, perfect mechanics, and picked it up, I was like, yeah. that's why he's so strong, is because he has perfect mechanics. There's, there's a story behind that as well, um, so, before... Um, what competition was it? But I think it was the UBC Classic, like the first meet I ever did in BC. Um, I'm, you know, my hips, hips kind of been hurting. And I'm in the gym and there's a, you know, a 45 pound plate on the ground. I bend over to pick it up. And, you know, I bend over as, you know, most people would, like legs straight, all with the back. <laughs> yeah. start, start grabbing it. In a twisting, and jerking manner. All of a sudden I stand up and I'm like, what the hell? Like my 
there's throbbing, throbbing. And I guess, like, just because I picked it up like that, like, it was only 45 pounds, mm-hmm. it was nothing. But I had no brace, no stabilization in my spine. And I freaking shifted something in my back. And, you know, for the next couple weeks, I was, I was hurting. So, um, it's way in, um, with the fire department, we actually have a, a job sheet, which is basically like a got or a operating procedure on how to lift things. Okay. And I actually use that for when I pick stuff up now. Like like you said, you know, you approach it. Um, I get my brace just like I would for a deadlift and a squat. You yeah. Know, squat down, keeping the chest up, and bring it back up. And it looks stupid. Everybody chirps me about it, but I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm never getting an injury like that again. No, man. I, I, lo- I watched it. I was like, holy shit. Cameron picks things up perfectly. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I've been thinking about it recently. Um, when I'm picking things up, like just around the house or whatever, like I'll catch myself doing it like regularly. I'm like, don't do that. Like, and then I'll do it your way. And I'm like, I feel like I'm like an acrobat of some sort, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, powerlifting, powerlifting definitely extends. Like, like for most people, I would not suggest worrying too much about anything. But like for me, you know, I, I want to be the best. the best in the way I can, even if it's, you know, half a percentage here, half a percentage there. So picking stuff up like that, just avoiding injury. When I'm driving, um, making sure, you know, you're low, you're not slouching when you're driving, making sure your, your foot on the pedal isn't rotated. Cause a lot of people have, have their, you know, their, their leg kind of hanging off to the side or their knee yeah. off to the side to get the leg straight. And then all of a sudden, you know, my glutes stopped hurting when I started doing that. Interesting. So, yeah, just little little things to be conscious about can really just keep you healthy. Penny saved is a penny earned. Um, yeah, that's really cool, man. I never th- I never thought about the driving thing. I notice I do that too. I have my leg off to the side. I'm gonna correct that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much uh, pretty much out of questions for you. Is there anything? Or I guess no. I have one more question for you. Um, yeah. You train at blacksmith, right, with Joel, and he's pretty good buddies with. With um, Chris Duffin, yeah. Have you uh, yeah. have have you met Duffin and did you get into some of like the breathing drills and anything like he's doing? Yeah. All right. Another story time. Um, <laughs> Chris Duffin comes up and I never met him personally. I yeah, you know, like you said, Joel's been pretty good friends with him. Um, he comes up to our gym because he's in Vancouver for whatever. He's lifting, he's, I don't know, he's like, it's deload week, and he's deadlifting 700 pounds for, like, triples. Nice. Um, but nice. I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing squats, and he's just like, I never learned any of the breaking stuff yet, like, all of his stuff on spinal mechanics and diaphragmic breathing, but, uh, we go in, and he's just like, he's like, rack that bar, rack that bar, come over here, come <laughs> over here, and, and, uh, he takes a piece of paper and he puts it under my toes. He's just like, all right, now I want you to, to do a kettlebell RDL. I'm going to pull on this paper here and I don't want, I want to make sure your feet, you know, stay grounded in the ground. So we had one under my big toe, one under my pink toe. I'm doing these RDLs and my toes are staying down, but I'm losing my balance. And he's just like, he's like, yeah, you got no brace. So then he's just like, do it again. So I started <laughs> doing the RDL again and he's punching me in the stomach as Jesus hard Christ. as he can. He's like, he's like, if you're bracing hard enough, it's not going to, it's not going to hurt. And I'm like, oh, it hurts. <laughs> and I think I'm coming up and there's like blood coming out of my mouth. And I'm like, yeah, no, no. I don't want to do this anymore. But from then on out, guess who learned how to race? Cameron? Oh, 
that was the first time I ever met him. Yeah, so he's, before we even introduced ourselves, he started punching me in the stomach. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, we've we've met up a, a couple times when he's come here. Um, I'm actually heading down, I believe in February, um, for his movement seminar. So oh, I'm trying cool. to learn some more stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he uh, he's a pretty like he can he can get pretty wild. Um, yeah. I learned. It was awesome. I like I used to. I used to breathe, like, he taught me how to breathe proper just from YouTube, like, um, I used to breathe into my chest, right, and up into my shoulders, and that's, yeah. that's, um, a stress, stress breathing, right? Um, and if you watch a baby breathe, they breathe into their belly, right? They're breathing in with their, you know, into their diaphragm and into their, into their belly. And, uh, I just started doing that, like, I'd catch myself not doing it and I'd correct it, and it's just become, like, a normal thing to me now. And now I watch people breathe and they're like breathing tall and it's like it's so bad for them you yeah. know yeah no it's it's definitely the new you know he's the new kid on the block bringing in all these new scientific stuff but you know they like i've read the the back mechanic book with Stuart mcgill who he bases a lot of his his uh work off of and it's just like of course like why would we not do this but a lot of people are stuck in that old uh, 1990s, you know, 1980s mindset of, oh, you got to have your belt super tight. You got to get your chest tall when you're squatting. But, you know, what does that really do for your spine? <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where that, that uh, you know, your knees and back are going to be gone in 20 years is if you're not taking care of your, your nervous system like that. Yeah. Um, and then I guess my other question would be for you would be, you know, where in the next five years, where do you see yourself uh, doing, you know, like there's a lot of money in some other federations with like the U.S. Open and stuff and, you know, your numbers yeah. in the next couple of years will be right up there. Would you ever see yourself going to do any meets and wraps or like the U.S. Open or anything like that? Um, not, probably not the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, I want to, I, I, I don't want to leave like, I, for example, um, there was just a meet in uh, Vancouver. I forget what it was called. It was put on by the CPL, which is you know the USPA. Yeah. And the winner or best total gets a thousand dollars, and the best Wilkes gets a thousand dollars. So you know, boom, there's two grand from a meet right there. That's two grand more than like any of the CPU meets that we have. Yeah. Right. And I I don't want to leave the IPF. Right, but it, it would be nice if I was allowed to like go and do a meet like that and then come back or do something like that and come back. You know? Yeah, but yeah. I've heard there's rules against that stuff, so it's like kind of a slippery slope, you know. A like, year or two ban or something. Yeah, but uh, we'll see where it goes. I'm not I'm not looking too far ahead right now. Yeah, you know, just just going piece by piece because, like for example, I thought I was going to be going to Worlds last year and in Belarus, but then, uh, I went to fire school and my final exam was on the day of national. So I couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't go to nationals, couldn't go to Belarus. Um, and, and that was just like a couple months in advance. So I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm geared up for this. And then I couldn't do it. <laughs> Surprise. Right? So I don't know. I don't know where I'll be in five years. I don't even know if I'll be alive in five years. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Oh, forget yeah. bad, forget bad knees in twenty years. Cameron doesn't know if he's yeah. gonna be alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You guys might find 
or something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just, just shovel my body back to my home. All right. That's uh, uh, a good way to end, I guess. Is better than any. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, anything to plug? You know, where do you do any coaching, and where can people find you, and um, stuff like that? Um, yeah, I got an Instagram uh, at Kramlin underscore. That's K R A M L I N underscore. Um, and then if you, anybody's ever in the uh, Vancouver area. Um, in Port Coquitlam, come check out Blacksmith Fitness. Uh, great, myself, I'm a coach gym. there. I live there all the time. Um, you know, our owner Joel's really nice guy. He lets anybody who wants to come in come in for a free first workout. So yeah, hit me up if you want to train. I don't know. I'm always down. Yeah, cool man. Um, yeah, Blacksmith is a great gym. I've been there once, and uh, great, great. Uh, equipment and Joel's a great guy too yeah and they got Kramlin <laughs> yeah they got Kramlin cool well what what day do you compete and uh in uh in in Sweden yeah that'll be on the 9th I that's the 9th of Swedish days I don't know what that would be here I think that's, I want to say that's the 8th year but I'm not too sure we'll find out alright well uh I'm sure you'll be posting the link for that in your bio, so go and follow yeah, Cameron, and uh, yeah. you can watch him compete and hopefully win a world title. Yeah, fingers crossed. Cool, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, and I appreciate taking the time, or you taking the time out to talk to me and and uh, do a little podcast here. Yeah, thanks for having me, big chunky. <laughs> no worries, man. Well, uh, I'll see you at Provincials, and we can catch up there. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Have a good day. All right. Bye. Yeah, you too. Thanks, buddy. Bye. All right, that was Cameron St. Amad, a pretty steady lifter, and uh, you can catch him at Worlds coming up here in June uh, the 8th. I guess it'll be in Canada time and the 9th in Swedish time. So uh, go give him a follow on Instagram and stay tuned for next week. I think we'll be having Shane Martin on. He just competed at World Championships, uh, bench-only World Championships, equipped and unequipped in Japan. And we can uh, recap uh, his training and lifting and all that good stuff. So thanks for listening. And uh, until next week, stay strong.